of the dogs. And this is the moment that Canada basketball has been waiting for a very long time for having the men's team win this uh, FIBA Under-19 Basketball World Cup. And they were so convincing. Look at that. They are jumping for joy. They're going to be world champions. It was a big day yesterday. Canada, the first ever basketball gold at the FIBA World Championship or Olympics. In fact, it's the first time they've even played for gold since 1936. They defeat Italy yesterday, upset the Americans over the weekend. Canada basketball absolutely on the rise. Welcome back to Toronto Today. Gareth Wheeler with you. And a lot of the players on that team reside or from the GTA right around this area. I know we talk about a lot of a lot about development, development of young athletes, whether it be hockey players, soccer players. I mean, basketball right at the front of the queue. Lottery picks in the NBA, multiple from this area, from this country in recent years, and the trend looks to be continuing. Uh, the name R.J. Barrett's going to be one that's going to be front and center in the coming years. He was the MVP of the World Cup under-19 FIBAs over the course of the last week. And he was a big reason why Canada proved victorious. The father of R.J. Barrett, it's been a while since I've last chatted with Rowan Barrett, really a staple in Canadian basketball. Uh, Former player, executive vice president, assistant general manager of Canadian basketball as well, and a proud father today. Rowan's joining me here on Toronto Today. What's going on, Rowan? Big weekend Uh, for you and the family. Hey, hey, this is a great weekend for all of us, all as Canadians, uh, with a team to be proud of, a team for the ages uh, that's uh, done something historic here that, you know, I'm still not sure, you know, all of our country really understands the gravity of what's been accomplished here. Uh, but but very very proud uh, to be a Canadian today. So so Rowan, when you're watching, you, you know it's got to be part of the part of you is watching as a father, and part of you is watching as an executive. Is that difficult to balance? I mean, definitely. I mean, you know, you're I'm watching with my family, and uh, you know, obviously, you know, you want your you want your child to do well. But uh, you know, my job is you know, there's just so much more uh, going on in my mind as I'm watching these games. I'm looking at our coaches. I'm, I'm watching our our athletes, I'm seeing who's playing well. I'm looking, I'm thinking about some of the things that we've put into place developmentally since 2012 uh, and, and really trying to gauge that and evaluate that over time. I mean, there's so many levels to what uh, we have to do. We have to look at the other teams. We have to see how they're performing. What do their, their staff look like? What, you know, what do their players look like? What are they able to execute on the floor? Uh, there's just so much running through your mind. Um, and then at the bottom of all this, you want Canada to win. Right, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, quite a bit uh, going on in my mind as we're watching the game, but uh, definitely, uh, very, very happy on both fronts. Okay, let's try to separate the two for a moment. Let's go, proud dad first, okay? Because RJ, I mean, glowing praise has come his way. People have, across the basketball world have been talking about your son for quite some time, but this was a big statement. The MVP of the tournament. Did you see this coming when it came to RJ's development? Does anything surprise you of what he's accomplished thus far? No, I mean, I'm not surprised here. Uh, I think just, you know, there's so much research that we do in the office. Um, you know, we have this thing called a gold medal profile uh, that we, we have where we look at the height of players, we look at their length, their athleticism, and their skills. Um, and then we look statistically at what they do to try to understand 
you know, who are they going to be? Who can they be in the world of basketball? And RJ is ticking all of those boxes. So, you know, a part of me, you know, just on, uh, you have to put your emotion aside a little bit. You know, a part of you is looking at, at it saying, yeah, okay, he's got all the measurables. He's got the mental capacity. He's got the toughness and all those things. Um, so a part of me is not surprised that way. Um, but, but definitely I think in terms of at this age, doing it with 19-year-olds, uh, you, know, you know, in such a grand stage and, you know, against the United States I'm in a game like that, um, you know, definitely I'd have to say, uh, you know, I, you know I, I didn't know that I was going to see that level of performance, especially against the United States um, from him at this, at this stage. So uh, uh, very, very happy, as I said, very proud, you know, as a father. 17 years old. Rowan and and you obviously know RJ like none of us none of us know him. Um, really, he's being billed as a potential number one overall pick. Sky's the limit. What about the mentality uh, of your son? Because oftentimes that's what kind of separates the very good from the great. It seems like he has a level head. His play on the court speaks for itself, but the mentality seems right. Like, how much of that comes from you and your experience, and how much does that just come from the accrued experience that he's gained over the course of these early stages of his life? You know, I think, great question, Gareth. I mean, I think the first thing with him is that he's extremely competitive. Um, You know, and I I don't know how he wouldn't be kind of growing up in my house. Uh, You know, with myself, I mean, my wife was, uh, you know, an All-American a track athlete in the states. I mean, her her sister was the, you know, the captain of LSU's track team. Uh, she was an Olympic sprinter for Jamaica. Um, both her grandparents were both hundred meter sprinters for Jamaica. Uh, you know, I mean, so our kind of our family is full of competitive people, uh, and so I think that's what you see with RJ quite a bit when he goes to play against the United States or when he goes to play against Alonzo Ball when he's a freshman in high school or any number of the draft picks that you're seeing in the lottery. Um, I think RJ averaged 30 points and 10 rebounds against the top eight seniors in the country this year, right? And, and ended those games with wins, most of them. So um, almost all but one. And so I, I think this is kind of who he's been. Big game player, you know, takes on the, the competition, headhunts the main guys. It's kind of been who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm just really happy to see him able to do it for our country in, in a moment that is meaningful, um, you know, and, and do it with character, you know, like selfless, you know, working with the other guys, leading when he has to. You know, uh, I just feel like uh, he, he's really growing, you know, in, in front of our eyes. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, the, the sky's the limit. Hopefully he'll just, you know, be able to continue working. Um, and, and I think the one thing that probably we don't talk about much um, is, you know, nobody achieves at that level um, just on talent. I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of work that has to be done on a consistent basis for you to perform at that level, performing on demand, you know, in the most critical moments. Um, it's a lot of work and practice that, that goes into that. And that's probably one of the things you don't hear much when people talk about RJ, Sure, but he, he works you know, extremely hard um, to be where he is. Rowan Barrett joining us here on Toronto. Today, I am Gareth Wheeler. It's easy for all of us to get ahead of ourselves and start looking towards an NBA career. Is that a conversation in in your household? I mean, that's his goal, right? So, I mean, you you begin with the end in mind. Um, That's a goal for him. 
And so, yes, I mean, we discuss it. I mean, we don't discuss it too often. Right now it's really about kind of, you know, what are the steps, each step in front of you that you need to take in order to achieve the goal. So we're kind of on the road right now. So the focus is on the road is, you know, RJ, you make sure that you're doing what you need to do in school because if not, I'm going to have to pull you off the court. Right. Right? Like, so, you know, because, I mean, if you don't do your schoolwork, you can't take, you can't get a scholarship. You can't get into school, right? So there's all these little things that have to be kind of uh, taken into account. And so that's kind of where our focuses are more um, in, in our home. Like, you still just turned 17, uh, uh, you know, your manners, your table manners, your, <laughs> you know, like we're, 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 we're trying to grow uh, uh, a young man that can kind of take his place in society, whether he's playing basketball or not. Um, you know, those are kind of more the focuses for us right now as parents in our home. Which is very cool. Like, you're raising your son, but you're also cultivating someone, you know, that, that's kind of following your footsteps, Rowan. Be, being a basketball player as well. And uh, if, if some of our younger listeners don't remember Rowan Barrett, the player, I mean, you can play. You probably can still play today, Rowan. You're still young. Mm-hmm. Uh, one-on-one, RJ versus Rowan. Who's winning that game? Hey, you know what? I got a bad back right now, Gareth. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I can't move the, the excuses, way that I need to excuses. right now. Uh, no, he's, you know what? He's coming into his own. He hasn't gotten me yet, but uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't gotten a game against me in a couple of years. So once I'm healthy again, I'm sure we'll go at it. And, uh, and uh, I'll be fighting like heck. To, uh, to to fight against inevitability. Beautiful. <laughs> I love to see that go down. You know, you know, you made it once you beat your father in a sport. You know, yeah. like that's kind of that's kind of the bar right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, 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 Rowan, we, we wish RJ the best moving forward. We're looking forward to tracking him. As far as the rest of the players in the program, I mean, you heap praise on the system, the coaches, the players. And I know this is being deemed as the golden generation. I mean, Steve Nash has said as much as well. But what makes the, this crop, this group of players that's growing up, what makes them so special? You know, I think the number one thing for us, first of all, is uh, to, to achieve at this level in the world, uh, it's, not, I mean, it's not something you're just going to throw together. It's got to come with time and planning. And one of the things that Steve said when he said golden generation, he said it's going to take some time, right? No, nobody really paid much attention to those parts of his words, but, but he said that. And he said, you know, it might not be till 2020, you know, he said. And so one of the things we realized that we had to do is we had to go into the youth ages when they're in grade seven and eight, and we created a junior academy here in Ontario. And we figured that we needed to create a curriculum and get these young players, get them away from their homes, away from their parents on the weekends and start to train them in the style that they were going to need to play in FIBA and train them in shooting and all the things we knew they were going to need to perform on a world stage. And we did that. And so some of the players in that team that were helping to decide those games were players that were in that junior academy starting in 2012, right, at 11, 12, and 13 years old, right? And so that was kind of the start for us. And then over the past uh, three years, we created a style of play and we integrated that style of play into our teams. And the, the, the results have been tremendous. Um, our cadet group, which is U16, U17, they are, they've been 14-3 and three over the last three summers, made history getting into the gold medal games against the U.S. Uh, for the first time in our FIBA Americas. And our junior team over the last three years has been 16-3. and three. And I'm just watching them, you know, grow. I mean, 2013... They were number six in, in this world tournament. 
number, and then in 2015, they were number four, or number five, sorry, in this tournament. And then this year, we're number one. So there's been, this has been a gradual ascent as our skill and our style of play and our coaching and everything has grown our performances have grown, and now we're finally sitting on top of the world. There, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that aren't in the public eye. I, I, I shared over the first, well, since the 12 o'clock hour here, about how I was a little bit frustrated that I didn't know this tournament was going on really until the U.S. game. And, and then it kind of came uh, into the light and obviously has captured the imagination of sports fans coast to coast to coast mm-hmm. a, a, across Canada. But Mm -hmm. how does Canadian basketball now take advantage of this generation, all the hard work that's gone on behind the scenes, to make, you know, basketball, whether it be at the junior level or the senior level, more visible, kind of like the world, you know, the world juniors in hockey. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a Canadian institution now. How does that happen for basketball in this country? You know, I think that, I think it has, you know, I think it started now. Right. I mean, when I look at this team, much as you said, I think those were probably the sentiments of the majority of Canadians. Didn't know this tournament was going on really until the U.S. game. However, the game the next day was televised on TSN. Right? TSN 2. Yep. And so I think you have to, you know, especially with basketball in our country, I think you have to go out and perform first. Right? And then as you perform, you maybe you build a following. And as you build that following you get people clamoring and wanting to see it. And then maybe next time, maybe it starts out on TV from the first game. Would you, you know? like to see more international competition? This is something like there will be more attention on the Canadian teams, and that's yeah. multiple, if there's more games being played at the senior level all the way down. You know, I think that, I think that we're, this quad that we're getting into is going to be a tremendous quad, Gareth. We're going to have many more games at home starting next summer with our U18 FIBA Americas on the boys' side um, here in Canada, right? I think the women have already started. They've done some great things winning the FIBA Americas, um, you know, on the, on the senior women's. I think you saw the Pan Am Games. You saw us captivate the country with the women winning a gold or our, our men winning a silver. And now we're going to start seeing more games at home. Like I said, the U18 FIBA Americas will be in uh, Niagara Falls next year. And then the senior men will start playing, uh, you know, this year, come November, we'll start playing games at home in our country. And so there'll be many more opportunities now than ever, ever before in our history for Canadians to see us playing on home soil, to get involved, engage, and be able to follow and support our teams. Now, now Canadian basketball, I mean, do you guys have the foundation to build off this in terms of budget, in terms of sponsorship, in terms of partnerships, to really kind of maximize the true potential of this sport in this country? I think, you know, this is always a chicken and the egg, right? Uh, you know, quite often you need to perform first before you get the money. But I will say this, um, over the past five years, the growth in funding in our program has been tremendous. Uh, but in order for us to be uh, a world power, in this game, it's going to need to continue to grow. We're going to need more monies. Um, I, I think we're showing that we're doing well with what we've been given. Um, and now we need to take it to the next level. Now our players are going to be probably the best that they will have ever come into their primes. The Corey's, the Tristan's, and, you know, Wiggins is going to be older and Jamal Murray and all these players. Um, and then you can see we have some young ones coming up. You know, we believe that we're going to be able to put the best mix of players with experience and skill on the floor at our senior levels 
that's going to require more money. Um, we do have a seed here um, that, that we've been able to use over the past few years, but definitely we're going to need more. And, uh, and I feel that uh, not only do we need people to, perf- uh, to provide, but we also need to perform and continue to show that we're worthy um, of that investment. Great stuff, Rowan. You know, I'm a big supporter. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where this thing goes because these are exciting times for you and the rest of Canadian basketball. Uh, obviously, you've vested interest in your family, but I know this has been a passion. This is part of who you are as well, the program in general. And it's incredible to see these young players succeed the way they do on the biggest stage available at their age. I really appreciate your time. Congratulate RJ and the rest of your family on behalf of us and look forward to doing this again down the road thank you gareth and i know we didn't talk about all the other kids but i definitely want to be thankful of the sacrifice for all of those kids that went to egypt yes. you know and potentially in a country where there might have been some challenges and some concerns and, and sacrifice to go there and play for their country and now they're world champions and their names will be etched in history well put appreciate that rowan chat again soon okay thank you